Hi, I'm Sonia, working hard on a Brexit deal which pleases every European alive. Phew! I'm coming to you from a marble hallway in Brussels, surrounded by bureaucrats and diplomats. If we cut the trade barriers, keep freedom of movement and try... Whoa, I've said too much. Take it away, Mr. Showbiz. Hi, hello, and how are you? It's been a while. You're riffing with Griffin. Yeah, man. I'm Sid Griffin. It's wonderful to be back. And it's 2019. Oh, my God. Time flies and how we're having fun. This sound that you hear right now is the cassette, although there is a vinyl of it as well, of the first Longwriters album in 33 and a third years. Get it? 33 and a third years? Okay, anyway. So it came out on vinyl as a gatefold sleeve. It came out in a digipack on uh, compact disc. You can get it as a download. You can stream it. You can uh, burn it in the middle of the street once you've paid for it. I don't mind. But anyway, the Longwriters are so proud to be back with a new record. It's called Psychedelic Country Soul. It's on the Cherry Red label in Great Britain and across Europe. It's on the Omnivore record label in North America. And this is our theme for tonight, the sound and how it changed my life. Funny enough, we're going to hear the song, this sound right now from this very CD, Psychedelic Country Soul by the Longwriters. Take it away, boys.
did occur to me the sound would be my hope It never did occur to me the sound would be my home Oh 
know, Ed Stasium. Ed Stasium, who produced, recorded, and mixed the album Psychedelic Country Soul for the Long Riders, our first album in 33 and a third years. Ed Stasium used to be the engineer for the great Phil Spector, now incarcerated in a California penal institution. And Ed Stasium knows as much about the Phil Spector sound as anybody, quite frankly. So Ed Stasium really got a piece of that uh, Phil Spector sound there with that folk rock song by the late, great Tom Petty. We started off with The Sound, a long writer's song written by Greg Souders, our drummer, Ed Stasium, our producer, and yours truly, Sid Griffin. And we came right after that with Walls. Now, that was the Bangles singing on that song. So you have the, the Long Riders, which is Steve McCarthy on the guitar, Tom Stevens on bass and other things. He played some guitar as well. Greg Souders on drums and percussion, Sid Griffin doing everything but mopping the floors. And the Bangles played harmony vocals. Ed Stasium played a little keyboards here and there. He even sang some harmonies. He was our producer, as I've said three times now. So we have this new album out. It's, that song, Walls, is, of course, a song by Tom Petty of Gainesville, Florida. We didn't write it. Greg and I picked it as a tribute to Tom Petty, a man who saw the long artist play twice and once bought a ticket. The other time, we were doing a benefit at the Roxy for the late, great Michelle Meyer, who didn't have health, health insurance. And we backed up Chris Hillman on four songs. And Tom came to see that. So uh, it was a great night. We, the four songs we play with Chris Hillman, because I know you want to know, are Have You Seen Her Face, Time Between, uh, a burrito song. I'm going to guess Sweet Mental Revenge, but that might be wrong. And I believe we did You Ain't Going Nowhere. Anyway, so that was the sort of intro of, of this wonderful show, which is about the sounds that made me change my life and leave home in Kentucky and go to the, around the world trying to get that sound. And that was the Bangles' head on backing vocals. So now let's hear the Bangles themselves with some new stuff. What happened is this so-called Paisley Underground, which is really just the four bands, the Bangles, the Three O'Clock, who started out as the Salvation Army, the Rain Parade, and the Dream Syndicate, they were the Paisley Underground. And then we got thrown in and Green on Red got thrown in and True West got thrown in and everybody and their brother got thrown in. It's amazing the, the Beach Boys weren't part of it. But anyway, that was the original Paisley Underground. They have a, those four first bands, Bangles, Rain Parade, the Dream Syndicate, and Salvation, oops, excuse me, Three O'Clock, have a album out on Yep Rock called Three by Four. And each of the four bands does songs by the other three. So the Bangles don't do any of their stuff. They do, they cover a song by the Dream Syndicate. They cover a song by the Three O'Clock. They cover a song by the Rain Parade. And the other bands do the same thing, right? You follow me? Okay. This is the Bangles doing one of my favorite PU songs, doing Talking In My Sleep from the album Three by Four on Yep Rock Records.
Frame Parade, to me, were either kind of average live or spellbinding, mesmerizing. There was like no real middle ground. I mean, they were never bad live, but they were either just sort of sitting there okay, or they just did this 13th floor elevators levitation of the entire room. There's no middle ground, in my opinion. That's the Bangles doing a song by the uh, Rain Parade. It's terrific. As I said, it's off 3x4, a new album on Yep Rock featuring songs of the Bangles, the, the uh, 3 o'clock, Dream Syndicate, and Rain Parade. Uh, moving right along. Oh, I should say that the Bangles, I said that, didn't I? That they're on the Long Riders' new album and they're terrific people. We love them dearly, which they are. Vicky and Debbie Peterson, we love them to bits. I hear that Mickey Steele is doing animal welfare work, taking in animals on her ranch somewhere on the West Coast that don't have a home and giving them some place to eat and sleep and live out their years. Well done, Mickey. Well done, you. Now, Speaking of that particular crowd I was in in Southern California, I went on the road last November with Dan Stewart and Tom Heyman. They did 33 shows in 33 days. I kid you not. No 33 and a third shows. No, just 33 shows. And I did about six of those shows. I wish I'd done more, but, but fate combined to make it so I couldn't actually do it. Anyway, this is a song of Danny's from his, his newest album. He swears it's the last album he's ever going to make. Dan Stewart was in Green on Red, but I hate saying that because he hasn't been in Green on Red for ages. But you might know him from there. He's now a novelist. He's always been a great writer of prose. And this is Dan Stewart from his album, The Unfortunate Demise of Marlo Billings. This is Danny doing a wonderful song that we did on the road, the three of us, Tom Heyman, me, Dan Stewart, called Tucson. It's about Danny's hometown. And I loved playing it every night with those guys. Here we are. I've never gone 
Kirk Swan on the guitar. It's a shame Russ doesn't play much lead guitar in this new album. As I said, we, we heard two in a row there, Tucson by Dan Stewart from his latest album, The Unfortunate Demise of Marlo Billings. Marlo Billings is Danny's, I don't know what, alter ego, nom de plume. Uh, th that song there was Kid by Russ Tolman with nothing to do with the Pretender song called Kid. It's the second song in the, on the album of Russ's that's brand new called Goodbye El Dorado. It's on the Lost Records label. God knows where they're from. But it's a, indeed a cracking record from Russ Tolman. It's his eighth solo CD. I mentioned Danny's old band, so I'll give you some uh, texturization and tell you that Russ was in a wonderful guitar-oriented band, a bit like television called True West, or a bit like... Uh, Oh, I'm trying to think who else they'd be like. I can't really think of anybody they really like other than television. Anyway, so Russ is a great guitar player, and he just seems to be strumming the acoustic on, on this album. Anyway, that's this tune, Kid. I love it to pieces. I love Russ to pieces. I hope the album does very, very well. It's got a lot of cool, groovy people on it, but I notice I'm not on it. I do notice that Tom Heyman, who plays with Dan Stewart, and who's now my dear friend, I've gone on the road with him with Danny, Tom Heyman plays pedal steel guitar on Russ's album. So it's a small world and getting smaller as I rise to the top of the uh, pop music field. Now we're going to have something way out of left field. Ladies and gentlemen, Klaus Vorman on bass, Ringo Starr on drums, the late John Lennon on guitar, and his wife, Yoko Ono, a groundbreaking artiste, if there ever was one, on the vocals.
This is recorded, I think, October 1970. So you think it's ahead of its time? Oh, come on. And doesn't that sound like on Surfing Bird, doesn't it? Anyway, that's Yoko Ono doing a song called Why. It's the first song off of her solo album called Yoko Ono, Plastic Ono Band, that came out the same day as John Lennon's album, Plastic Ono Band, came out in 1970. The covers are very, very similar. She's in his lap against the same tree that he's in her lap against the same tree on his album. So back in 1970, I got to say, I didn't get it. Like a lot of people, I just didn't get it. I, it's not that I said she broke up the Beatles. It's I didn't know or didn't care about that. But just as an artist, she was too challenging. And now, of course, you know, 50 years later almost, she's laughing because I think this that record is really interesting, really terrific. Uh, I, I hate saying this. I'd almost love to hear the backing without her singing because it sounds like a real groove going on there. But then you layer her on top and she is the groundbreaking artist that everybody says. Yoko Ono from 1970, her first legitimate solo album before, before all those stupid wedding albums and silly things that John and Yoko did that was so self-indulgent. This is a proper musical record and it's got groovy people on it like Charlie Hayden and Ornette Coleman. It's called Why by Yoko Ono. It's not the B-side of Eight Miles High by the Birds. No, 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 no. This next song is so different from Yoko Ono's groundbreaking artistry. It's acoustic. It's not electric. Uh, it's melodic. It's easy on the ears. It's traditional. None of which Yoko Ono's music was. It's fun. Yoko Ono's music isn't fun, but not that it's not challenging or artistic, has artistic value. It's just not fun. Um, this is an instrumental. There's no singing. It's folk music. This is Roland White, my old mandolin instructor, a lovely guy, Clarence White's brother. Yeah, the guy that was in The Birds. And Roland White did an album called A Tribute to the Kentucky Colonels, which is, of course, the band that he and his brother Clarence were in when McGuinn grabbed Clarence for The Birds. And this is Roland White with a bunch of youngsters like Molly Tuttle, the great, brilliant young lady guitar picker from the West Coast. They're doing all these Clarence White Kentucky Colonel songs. And this is Roland and the gang doing Alabama Jubilee.
beautiful. Benny Anderson's orchestra. From an album they put out in 2001. And that's the name of the album, Benny Anderson's Orchestra. I was going to tell you the title. That is the name of it. Benny Anderson is, of course, the genius behind ABBA that did the melodies for Dancing Queen and so on and so Waterloo and all the hits. Well, I'm not going to get into that. But it's very important to me. He follows up Roland White of the Kentucky Colonel. So you have Kentucky folk music, if you will, in that bluegrass where I'm from of Roland White. And they have Benny Anderson doing his thing. Here's where we come into Benny. Here's where I come into the Benny Anderson orchestra scene. I like ABBA. That's the operative word, like. I don't worship them. I like them. I admire them. I was in Stockholm last September playing five solo shows in Sweden, just me, myself, and I. And the morning I got up, my friend, my friend Pelle Manerud in Stockholm said, you've got a lot of time before the gig at Twang Bar, which is in Stockholm, a lovely guitar come coffee shop you ought to check out, Twang Bar. So I went to the ABBA Museum, which is on one of the many islands of Stockholm, and it was well worth a visit. So I got over there, and I'm looking at all the ABBA stuff and all this stuff, and you know it gets a bit much, a whole museum to one band, as much as I enjoyed it. I even ate there. It was a nice meal in the ABBA restaurant. But I got a little bored, and I started focusing on the early days of the band before they formed and focusing on the end of the band. And when ABBA went their separate ways and, and the, uh, the ladies pursued pop careers, but not with the full-heartedness that they did in their ABBA days. Benny, uh, I had seen a clip on TV around 1996 when I was playing electrically in Sweden, two different tours of Sweden, right? But I'd seen this clip, oh God, uh, almost 20, over 20 years ago on Swedish TV. And it was Benny, post-ABBA, of course, talking about he didn't really know what to do with his life. And he went to a traditional Swedish folk music gig, right? And it's based on the fiddle and the accordion. And he, he was just blown away. He said, here are these guys, like it's the way I look at bluegrass players. Here are these guys that were playing a wonderful music that meant so much to the generations of Swedes down the years and knew they were never going to make any kind of ABBA-like or Beatle-like success. You just don't. It's like playing bluegrass. You just don't have that in those genres. And he decided he would spend a good portion of his time, money, and efforts to have a, a, a Swedish traditional band. So I was really touched by that. And it's no doubt informed me or helped me shift the Cole Porters, who were sort of long riders light with pedal steel guitar, bass, and drums into the acoustic bluegrass band we were for 17 years. Just that film clip. So anyway, I go on the ABBA Island. I thought, oh, I'll check out the Benny Anderson Orchestra. And they had some clips of them playing live. And I was just stunned. So lovely, so warm. Such a charismatic music. And I, of course, know nothing about Swedish folk music, but it was so joyous, so much soul. This song that you just heard, I'm going to try and pronounce it in Swedish. Ready? Herdangavida. That can't be right. I think it means tough life. Herdangavida? Whatever. Um, it sounds like to me like Holocaust of Big Star's third album, the one Sister, Sister Lovers. And it's interesting. On the album, there's two songs where Bjorn... Oveus, if that's how you pronounce his last name, the, the lyricist of ABBA, writes lyrics and a lady sings. It's, it's kind of reminiscent from what Mark, the late Mark Hollis did in Talk Talk with his one solo album. But anyway, I, there's better people to talk about Swedish folk music than I. But please, whatever your social media outlets are, check out Benny Anderson's Orchestra. Avoid the album with a red cover because that's Christmas music. 
and try and get one of the uh, the regular releases by Benny Anderson's orchestra and get into some Swedish folk music. It's as beautiful as this next track, which is also by Swedish guys. <laughs> Sim 
know the Long Riders did this song back in 85. Down, down, down. It's written by somebody famous. Isn't it written by one of those guys from the move? I can't remember. Anyway, that's Down, Down, Down. The name of the band is Billy Bremner's Rock Files. So that's three in a row by Swedish Axe. What are you talking about, Sid Griffin? Benny Anderson's orchestra. Duh, he's the guy from ABBA. They're Swedish. Before that, we heard Sylvia's Mother, a song I could not stand when it was by Dr. Hook. It made me want to vomit. And uh, it was a big hit in America, so it was on the radio every hour. And yet that's a rock and roll version by a Swedish band called The Refreshments. I have about six Refreshments albums. They're very much a rock pile band. If you like the music of Dave Edmonds and Nick Lowe in the late 1970s, very much styled like that. They are from Sweden. I don't know which town. And they're playing traditional rock and roll with a Swedish style. They, now the, the new album and the new album that we played that song, that cover of Sylvia's Mother from is called Straight Up. And it came out. Actually, it's not that new. It's 2016 on the Darrow Entertainment label. Anyway, that might be their last album. And this refreshment song, it sounds, that album rather, it sounds a bit more like the Mavericks with the great Raul Malo singing so many uh, tunes. But a lot of the album is the wackety, wackety Chuck Berry rhythm guitar, which the refreshments have made their name by. And after that, of course, we heard Down, Down, Down by Billy Bremner's Rock Files. Billy Bremner was in Rock Pile with Dave Edmonds and Nick Lowe. Billy Bremner now lives in Sweden. So although he's a Scotsman, the band on Billy's Rock Files record, a tribute to Rock Pile and Brackets, the band is Billy Bremner on guitar and vocals, duh, the great Scotsman. He was my roommate in LA, by the way, not the Leeds United player. This is a musician. Mickey Finnell, my buddy, who has a, a number of buses and amps and drum kits for you to rent should you tour Scandinavia. He's on bass and vocals. Petter Sudenhall is on drums, percussion, and vocals. Never met him in my life. And the guy taking Edmund's place on rhythm, guitar, vocals, and a few leads is Bonnet Luftman. And that's probably mispronounced as well. My Scandinavian friends are laughing at me heartily as I say that name. But that's three acts that emanated in Sweden. And I think that's pretty cool. Sweden is like Spain. It's one of the last rock and roll countries left on earth. I saw Billy Bremner's Rock Files play last uh, January, just a month ago, at the 100 Club here in London. They sounded very, very much like Rock Pile, his album, of, his band of 40 years ago, and had a thoroughly enjoyable evening. Speaking of which, ooh, smooth segue there, Sid. Speaking of which, I had some thoroughly enjoyable evenings when I went out with Dan Stewart on the road last November, as I said, here in London, here in England. And the uh, backing musician for him and me that we helped back up on his set, or at least I did, was the great Tom Heyman, who was in the band Go to Blazes, as I recall. He was also in... Uh, he was John Do he was in the John Doe band for a while. He lives in San Francisco. He's Dan Stewart's dear friend, as am I. He tours. He plays a number of instruments. He plays pedal steel. He plays guitar like a ring and a bell. He can play Magic Sam riffs, which means a lot to me. And from his 19, no, excuse me, from his 2014 album on the Bohemian Neglect record, that's a suggestive title, my friend Greg Trooper once put out a record on Black Hole Records. And I told him, big mistake. Why don't you just put out a record on the Top Secret label? Anyway, this is Tom Heyman. The album is called That Cool Blue Feeling. It came out in 2014. And the name of this brilliant song is the 10th track out of 10, the final song in his album. And it's called Losers Like Me. Tom Heyman, you ain't no loser, buddy. You can play. What if God hates losers like me? 
Well, look at what you made me do. And if God hates losers like me, my troubles will never be through. Well, it's cool, dark, and quiet. I like it just fine. They don't know what we're hiding from. And I've got some money. I've got the time to blot out that thing I've become. What if God hates losers like me? Look at what you made me do. And if God hates losers like me, my troubles will never be through. The words should come easy, simple as pie, like a song you might sing to a child. But I just can't say 'em and risk losing again. So I guess I'm gonna be here a while. What if God hates losers like me? You're not a loser, Tom. Well, look at what you made me do. I didn't make you do anything. I thought we got along really well. Tom Heyman, he's in San Francisco working a series of odd jobs to keep body and soul together. And then John Doe or, oh God, I don't know, uh, Alejandro Escovedo, Dan Stewart, somebody calls him up and he's on the road for two months. Ladies and gentlemen, the last song of the evening is the first single off the Psychedelic Country Soul record by the Long Riders was, of course, Greenville, which you heard on BBC Radio 2, Should You Be in England or Be Listening on Your Computer. And we think the next single, which we're going to edit for radio, make it a little shorter, is Molly Somebody, written by myself and Steve Barton of the marvelous band Translator, also up in San Francisco, probably hanging out with Tom Heyman. Anyway, this is the album track of Molly Somebody by the Longriders off our album Psychedelic Country Soul, our first album in 33 and a third years. And as the credits say, produced, recorded, and mixed by Ed Stasium, with thanks to Larry Chapman and Dr. Dre, because we recorded it at Dr. Dre's studio. Uh, Andre Young to his friends. And anyway, we're signing off with this song. Ladies and gentlemen, Molly Somebody. Calling out your name. She fell on me like a star. In the dark Before the light of the dawn Molly Somebody's Calling out your name I think it's me Molly Somebody's 
There are secrets we hold Like a map once read and torn I knew my way to a door Before I ever was born Miley, somebody's calling out your name I think it's me I think it's me I think it's me Miley, somebody's Calling out your name My somebody To rest here in the cold She waits as I play the I turn here in her car She knows the key to my soul My somebody's calling out your name Oh, sorry, I didn't know their microphone was on. Hi, I'm Sid Griffin. Thanks to Kevin Stokes, our wonderful engineer. Thanks to Sonia, who announces each show and does the wonderful work around the office that keeps things flying and buzzing. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be on the road. The long race, that is, are going to be on the road in April uh, 2019. That's just six weeks away. We're in April 10th, Manchester, April 11th, Nottingham, April 12th, Southampton. I'm not going to tell you where the venues are. You've got to find them. Uh, April 13th, Saturday night, we're at the Islington Assembly Hall. I got to mention that one. Sorry. The 14th, we're in Den Haag, which is uh, uh, in uh, Amsterdam. No, it's outside Amsterdam, isn't it? Den Haag on the coast. We're in Sweden the 15th of April at Malmo's Folk and Rock. We're in Stockholm the 16th. We're in Oslo uh, in November on the 17th of April. We're in Helsinki, where we haven't been in over 30 years, on the 18th, on the 19th of April, we start three gigs in Italy. First is Chiari, the 20th is Sarzana, and the 21st is Ravenna. Those are beautiful opera houses. You want to be there. We're going to play some festivals in the summer. Oh, in May, I'm on the road with Peter Case in the UK, doing eight shows in a row with Peter Case. And then in September, October, no, in October, November, the Longriders are back on the road. Check Longriders Facebook, check Sid Griffin Facebook, check SidGriffin.com under tour dates. It's all up there. Check it out. And I want to say, I appreciate every single one of you listening to these shows. 
We'll have another one in what, six weeks, two months? I don't know, something like that. God bless each and every one of you. Remember, the Longwriter's first album in eons is out. It's called Psychedelic Country Soul. It was number one on the UK's official alternative, alt, excuse me, alt country and Americana uh, chart, the official chart, I kid you not. It was number two on the country charts here in the UK last week. And it was number one on UK Amazon for sales in alt country forward slash Americana. We're very proud of it. Check it out. Psychedelic Country Soul. You people listening to this show, you're psychedelic. Some of you are in the country and you all have soul. God bless each and every one of you. Good night. And as winter turns into spring, let your hearts be every bit as warm. See you later. 